Well, hello and welcome to another edition of the Onociferous Podcast with Zachariah Pugh. Thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, we've had some great episodes and like I promised you, I was going to be bringing some people into the studio with me. And today I have a very, very dear friend, um, a pastor buddy of mine that I've known since I was 15, 16 years old. He pastors a church up in East Tennessee in Elizabethan, Tennessee. And uh, Dr. Travis Tyler joins me today. Travis, thanks for joining me. Oh, I'm happy to be here, Zach. How you doing, brother? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, Travis and I went to the same, when I would come to East Tennessee as a child uh, in my high school years, in my summers, we would uh, hang out at the church. Was it Fall Branch Baptist Church there in, in Fall Branch, Tennessee? And uh, we would hang out. My grandfather was a builder and Travis's dad was a builder. And so we'd go, he joined me on some build sites and we'd just hang out. And in fact, there's a very famous picture of me trying to stab him with a pocket knife um, when I was like 16 years old. So luckily I didn't succeed because if I would have, you would not be doing all the wonderful things you're doing in the ministry today. I don't know. I mean, are you strong enough to actually puncture a major artery, Zach? That I think I could have. I think I could have. You were a little fella too back then, you know. You were, uh, we, were, we, no were both, we were both little fellas back, yeah. back in nineteen ninety five, ninety six. So I've been doing this series with with different people. Uh, I want to thank uh, everybody that's come on and and done it with me. Uh, Terry Radcliffe was on uh, last time, and he did a great job talking about um, some of the verses that he loves to to focus on in his book that he keeps with him. Travis, you're a pastor. So do pastors have life verses or do you have a bunch of life verses or did yeah. you have a life verse when you were a kid? Like, talk about that. Not, not really. I don't guess, but I mean, I have verses that I have been drawn more towards mm. during parts of my life. And yeah. so I, I guess that's a that's, good way to put it. Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. I mean, just, no, I think so. I think that's kind of the point. It's like, I don't think every, it's not a requirement to be a good Christian to have a life verse. I think that's kind of the point for me in this. Yeah. I just like all the Bible. Well, most all of it. There's some parts that are difficult. But, uh, so Leviticus, again, you're a big fan of Leviticus. Yeah, that's that's rough. But uh, has anybody come up with a life verse from Leviticus? No, uh, not yet. Your, oh, okay, no. you let me know if that happens. That would be incredible. No, it would be. Uh, anyway, uh, so I, I guess if I if you if you just making me pick one first. I would I'm not probably, making you pick one. You can choose whatever well, let's you just, want. Let's live in a, a crazy uh, situation here okay. where I like had it. to. Okay. Uh, I guess I would pick 2 Corinthians 12, 9. Okay. And it says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And what I love about this verse is so many things, but um, this verse, first of all, has pulled me through some pretty hard, dark places. Mm. Uh, when my aunt was murdered and her husband committed suicide right after he murdered her, uh, this verse just resonated in my heart and it really gripped me as I was walking through that. I was having thoughts in my head like, I don't, this doesn't happen in my family, this this happens in families I minister to, but it was happening to me. It was very surreal. Yeah. And this, this verse was, was very good to ground me back, you know, one foot in front of the other. You will have enough grace to handle today, not tomorrow. You will have enough for today. And when tomorrow comes, you'll have enough for then. Rest in that, mm -hmm. rest in that. And so we walk through that together. 
And then pastoring churches that, you know, I'm not going to get deeply into this, but I pastored a church that fractured then split, you know, and that's not exactly something boating on a resume that you want to pass around, you know, <laughs> such a good job we'll keep it on the download the church and then yeah. he split it. Uh, but as I walked through that difficult season of ministry, this verse gripped my heart again, you know, and that was after that. And, and I feel like the Holy Spirit just brought me back to this verse over and over. And even during seasons of great works of the Lord, where I've seen God work and move in all, I, I would say, miraculous ways and healings. I'm reminded of this verse again, that his grace is sufficient. And, you know, I'm, I'm just sort of a broken clay pot that contains, um, you know, the gospel and the Lord in my heart. And the grace that is given here is enough. And, you know, it's always like, this is, this is like a great pill for any anxious pastor or Christian to take every day. You know, if you are an anxious person and you you tend to worry about things, you know, take this verse and stick it on the mirror where you look at yourself every day and remind yourself that today the sun rose and God's grace is sufficient. I love it. I think that's fantastic. And what a great verse to kind of focus on for everything you've been through. Do you, do you feel like, um, do you have verses that you go to in certain times of need? I'm, I'm sure you've got verses that you go to you know, I'm sure you have those, you know, when, when people are dealing with different things, but you as a pastor, you know, you're getting attacked all the time. Are there other verses that you kind of keep handy uh, that you go back to and, and from whenever you need to pull them out? Oh, yes. Yes, definitely. Um, I think one of the biggest dangers for pastors, but not just for pastors, for most Christians, and it's it's warned of several times in the New Testament is losing heart. A pastor can lose heart. A, a Christian can lose heart. And I know this is not really a podcast about that, but, you know, it, it generally happens when, you know, you're trying to be faithful to the Lord. You're trying to do what he's expecting you to do and what, what he's asking you to do and be obedient. And you're praying and you're hoping and, you know, you're not seeing prayers answered the way you wanted or hoped you're just not seeing God move the way you want or hope, or you're not seeing God move at all. You know, there have been seasons where you feel like you don't see God move at all. I mean, absolutely yeah. in the intertestamental period. So one verse that, that really grips my heart is from second Corinthians four, 16 through 18, when I'm in these seasons. And that is, so we do not lose heart though. Our outer self is wasting away. Our inner self is being renewed day by day mm. for this light momentary affliction. So I want you to think about that for just a minute, Zach. Like he, he is calling what, and, and this is like, to me, it's unbelievable that he would call whatever the situation is that you're in right now, whatever your listener is in right now. If it's the death of a family member, if it's the death of a child, if it's the, the loss of your job, if it is filing bankruptcy, like you're making money, but you're not making enough money to make it. It is all categorized in scripture as a light momentary affliction. You know, if you're a pastor or a small group leader or a Sunday school teacher, you can't get anybody to come back after the pandemic and it's driving you nuts and you just want to throw in the towel, light momentarily affliction. And he says here, it's preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comprehension. 
as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Our eyes are too easily fixed on what is right in front of us, yeah, and we can't of often world. see past it. And this verse pushes us. That's when we start to lose heart, when all we see is what's right in front of us. And, you know, there's something beyond that. There's a weight of glory that's beyond comprehension that we will, send, we will sit together in eternity in Christ and be like, man, I cannot believe I let that get me down that low when Christ was doing this the whole time. Absolutely. And that's what I always say. If you're watching the Canaanite news network every night, it's going to be a, you know, that, that it, the world is ugly out there and we got to pull ourselves back to center. I love James one, two, and three consider all joy. My brother, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, we've got to have that endurance. And, and some of this, you know, it starts with, if you're going to have, uh, I think one thing that I haven't talked about in other episodes and I can bring it up with you. If you're going to have a life verse, or even if you're not going to have a life verse and you're going to have a plethora of verses that you're going to reach out to, how do you get to that place? What do you got to do to find a life verse, Travis? Well, you know, I'm probably not a good person to ask that to. I well, just... <laughs> you got to read your Bible. It's the, question, the answer. You know that. For yeah, you got to yeah. know. It. I was going to add one more, if that's okay. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, one that has really helped me a lot, and this goes right along with the previous thought we had about not losing heart. First Peter four twelve. Can I just read that real fast? Read. It, you got plenty. We got plenty of time. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test mm. you as though some, and I love, I love the way Peter puts this last part as though something strange were happening to you, you know, <laughs> like so many times I, I, I personally, particularly in my early years as a young pastor, I'd be like, why are these people so obstinate? Why are they always like voting things down? Why are they always rejecting the things of God? You know, why, why are they persecuting uh, me? Like, why are they, you know, whatever. And I was like, I was all shocked and surprised that I was met with opposition or that I was having a hard time in a season of life. And this verse tells us what, you know, you should expect it to get rough. Just expect it, you know, just expect the fire trial because an untested faith is an untrustworthy faith, isn't yeah. it? You can't trust that kind of faith. It's got to be tested. Your faith is being refined by fire. And those are some, those are three verses that I tape up and look at a lot. I think that the, we, you and I have talked about this in the past. Like, what, are you living for this world? Or are you living for eternity? I think you think about to Paul and Silas when they're sitting in the prison, you know, a dungeon, basically uh, it wasn't a prison. Like our people would be in today. You're talking about a dungeon and they're singing praises. How do you do that? How do you get to a place where you can be in trials and then have that joy? Well, it's because they weren't focused on this world. They weren't focused on the infirmity they were in at this moment. They weren't focused on the pain they were in this moment. They were looking towards eternity and they were looking toward the finish line, right? First uh, Peter 1, 4 says it this way, to obtain an inheritance which is imperishable, undefiled, and will not fade away reserved in heaven for you. We've got a reservation in heaven and that's what we're looking forward to. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's a theme in most of those verses that I picked and the theme throughout all of them is really about endurance, isn't it? Yes. Each one of those, you know, my grace is sufficient. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
this light momentarily affliction, uh, the fiery trial. Don't be surprised by the fiery trial as though something strange is happening to you, right? Don't throw your, I can't believe that. How is this happening to me? Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. You know, it's, it's going to be rough at times. People are going to stab you in the back. People are going to die. You know, you're nothing is permanent. You know, it, it, there's a depressing thought, but it's true. You know, at some point, everybody you're eating dinner with tonight, there's going to be one person left at that table and everybody else will be gone. Yeah. You know, there'll be a point in time in the future where that'll happen if Christ doesn't return and it'll be a trial. Each one of those will be a trial, but the grace is sufficient to get you through that. And there's something beyond this Mm -hmm. is what these verses remind us that there's something past this that is more weighted in glory. And I said this last week uh, on this episode, I said, uh, you know, th- to do this world without God, to, to do this world without Christ, well, what a shame, what a, what a terrifying existence to walk out the door every day and not know that there's a holy God still looking over everything. Uh, I can't imagine how, how people do it. So if you want to reach out to us, our email is onociferous at gmail.com. You can send an email anytime and we'll get back to you. You can also find this podcast wherever podcasts are listened to Facebook, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon music, Google uh, podcasts, and some other things. So I, uh, some other places like audacity, you can find it there. So Travis is trying to show me a picture or something while I'm trying to read this liner. So thank you, Travis, for doing that. I appreciate it. Um, Travis, one last thing, uh, what encouraging note would you give, uh, to my listeners? A lot of the people I'm a lay person. A lot of the people that I have on are lay people. Um, you're a pastor, uh, pounding the pavement there in East Tennessee, ministering every day to a bunch of people. Uh, what would you, what encouragement would you give to, to lay people, followers of Christ who really want to make a difference, but maybe they're not in the pastoral arena? First of all, I'd say you don't need to be a pastor to make a difference. But second of all, um, I would say this, that by God's sovereignty, Acts tells us that God has determined when we would live, where we would live, you know, that we'd be Americans and Tennesseans by the grace of God or whatever. But uh, it doesn't say Amen. that. Amen. But, Tennessee. Uh, everybody in your life right now, everybody that's around you, you know, everybody at your work, everybody at your school, everybody in your family. Mm. They've all been placed there by the Lord and those relationships, they're watching you, right? Use those relationship and leverage those for Christ in the most small ways and be faithful in doing that. And you will make a bigger impact than I will preaching a sermon on Sunday morning. I guarantee you, if you will just remain steady, steadfast and faithful in all these little relationships, because remember, big doors swing on what? They swing on small hinges, don't they? That's right. Yeah. So be that small hinge and connector for these folks to the gospel, because God has placed you there for a reason. My mentor, Milt Squires, who will hopefully be on this podcast at some point, always says, teach, model, pray. And we added one last week, protect. And so I'll say that a lot on this podcast, teach, model, pray, protect. And it's a lesson that I've learned. My number one ministry is to my wife and then to my children. And I've got, you know, six of them. So my job is to, you know, show the gospel to them and be an example. And uh, those are the little eyes that are watching. So keep that in mind. Travis, thank you so much for joining me. My joy to do this. Thank you, Brad. I really appreciate it. Well, I'm Zachariah Pugh. Thank you for listening to the Honest podcast. Don't forget to be an encouragement. And just as this podcast namesake was to Paul, 
be that encouragement to your pastors, to your family, to your friends. We'll see you next time. God bless. Have a great day.